So there was a guy who we became pretty decent friends in our 20s, and he was always a pretty good athlete. You know, when we would play like pickup basketball, it was always good to have him on the team. We played in a softball league one summer, and he was always the shortstop. I think he played a bunch of tennis in high school, so just a, a pretty good athlete. But one of the things he was not was a marathon runner, right? He was not built for long distance running. But he had some friends who were into to running, and actually one of his sisters was also. And so he, he ran some half marathons with them, ran some 10Ks, and then eventually decided that he was going to run a marathon. And so he kind of plotted out his training for the marathon, how he was going to kind of build up to 26 miles. And then eventually him and his friends decided that they were going to run the, the Flying Pig Marathon down in Cincinnati. So there's four or five of them, his sister's one of them, and you know, they take off and like I said, not built for the marathon running. And so he's, you know, they kind of all go at their own pace in running this marathon. And oh, just a little side note, I am not one of the friends that's stupid enough to run a marathon. So just so you know, I'm hearing all of this secondhand. He tells me he starts struggling about mile 20. Like, not just like, this is hard, but like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. At mile 20, like just, this was a bad idea. So he keeps like trugging along, and by the time he gets to mile 23, his friends are already finished. And they hear, like somebody calls them who's watching the race, and they say, hey, uh, Chris isn't doing well. We don't know if he's really going really to make it. And so his friends decide, we're going to go help. So they hoof it back three miles, and maybe they could zigzag to, to cut off a corner or something like that. And they decide they're going to run the last three miles in with him. That they're going to be there to kind of encourage him, to be some friends, to, to just help him get the rest of the way so that he can finish this goal of, of a marathon. And so the whole time, you know, all right, you can do this. All right, let's take a break. Let's slow down. We can keep going. Let's push it a little bit. And so they, they guide him the whole way in. Side story that's not important at all for the homily, but very funny. One of the other guys was named Tony. And Tony says... Chris, what you need is you need some of that energy goo. Energy goo, what are you talking about? He said, the people that are standing on the edge, they've got that goo on a stick, and you just kind of pop it right in your mouth, and it gives you that burst of energy. And Chris looks at me and said, Tony, did you eat the Vaseline for chafing? (laughs) Tony had eaten the Vaseline, and it was not good. As we celebrate this this Feast of All Saints, and we think about what the role of saints are in our lives, what a great image of friends who have already finished a race encourage us to finish the race ourselves. These friends, these four or five friends, had already completed their marathon. They were already done, and they came back to help their friend make it, help him to complete the race. And now some people, and I've, I've talked to Catholics that have said, I don't really think the saints actually care what's going on in our world. I don't think the saints actually really give a hoot as to what happened. Like, they're already done. And non-Catholics, of course, have said that too. But to think, like, they're still human, the saints. Even though they've already finished the race, they've already made it to heaven, they still actually care about us because they still love us because they're still part of this human family with us. And so it's so fitting that they actually do want us to finish. They actually do want to intercede, to help us with their example, with their prayers, for us to finish the race too. 
that there's still this connection of love, even though they're already done, that they want to come alongside us with their example, because they've been through everything that we've been through. We think our days are maybe different, our life is so hard, and there's saints that have been through absolutely everything that we've been through. So they, they give us the example to say, look, this is how you can do it. But then they also come alongside with the encouragement to say, hey, it looks like it's hard. You're struggling. Let me pray for you. To think we have great friends that pray for us right here on earth. Maybe you're sitting beside them at Mass, people who you can share anything and say, hey, could you pray for me? And think about to have a saint that prays for you, somebody who's behold, who's looking at the face of God for all eternity to pray for us, to ask the Lord for assistance for us. But maybe even something interesting also about this whole story with Chris. Everybody who had finished the Flying Pig Marathon did not come back to help him. There wasn't a thousand people who had already finished the race to come alongside of him to help him. But it was the four or five who he was closest to who he heard the encouragement. Granted, there was a great multitude along line in the streets to say, you can do it, keep going. But there was four or five who he was really close to who helped. And that's maybe a great thing for us with the saints. There's thousands of saints. And sometimes we get like this Catholic gluttony where we want to be friends with everybody. We want a social network with every single saint that's ever existed. But there's probably four or five that if we're following Jesus that will really be our friends. Four or five saints that we get to know. Maybe it's our confirmation saint. Maybe it's the one that we share the same name with. And there are those four or five saints that they become our friends. They become the ones who we really can hear their voice encouraging us, guiding us, helping us to follow Jesus Christ in a deeper way and helping us across that finish line. This great feast of all saints is marvelous, that we thank God that he's set things up this way, that God has given so many holy men and women that have blazed that trail, that have finished the race, and we come here today on this feast day grateful to God, thanking God for what he has done, for all the saints that have walked so many different centuries, every continent on the earth, every way of life, every profession, to thank God that he's done this for us so that there can be those men and women that come alongside us to encourage us when we think, I don't know if I am going to finish this, Lord. Life seems pretty hard. I don't know if I can keep going without becoming bitter, without becoming resentful, without just kind of throwing in the towel. And the Lord gives us these saints to come alongside of us, to encourage us. So on this feast day, maybe we get to know them a little better. Maybe there's one or two or or four or five that we say, I think those are the ones the Lord wants me to become friends with. They're the ones that we've been through something similar, we're going through something similar. I just have this attraction to them. Because the Lord has a great witness of his saints for us. And we don't have to do this life alone. We're never alone in this Christian life. Whether it's the people that are our friends here on earth, whether it's the friends the Lord has given us in heaven, that there's so much that we have to be grateful to the Lord, that he's given us this incredible cloud of witnesses, all of these saints, to be friends with us and to encourage us on this journey.